You're listening to Tales of the Text, headphone drama, secrets, and plot twists. This week's episode is called The Heart of the Fall. Imani stepped out of the bathroom with a makeup brush in one hand and the other on her hip. Her face was only half done. What? I thought you didn't want to go. What you rushing me for? You got me over here and now you want to take all day. Girl, stop tripping. You just trying to rush me so you can go see Tremaine. You know I get paid off this YouTube shit. Just let me finish my video. Ain't nobody thinking about Tremaine. Unique's voice cracked a little at the lie and she began to blush. She hated to admit it, but she'd been ready to go ever since she found out that Tremaine was going to be there. Unique was never much for kickbacks, but to hang around him, she could make the exception. But she would not give Imani the satisfaction of admitting it. Can you just finish your makeup in there so we can go? I'm giving you 20 minutes. Imani knew not to play with Unique, so she rushed off to finish her makeup. Ten minutes later, she comes out of the bathroom. Alright, we gone. You got everything? Yeah, let's go. Imani and Unique walk out of the living room where Imani's mother sits on the couch. She looks up when they walk up. Bye, Ma. See you later. Bye, Miss Gina. Imani's mother nods vaguely and goes back to watching her show. The girls walk out to Unique's car and get in. Unique takes off down the street and heads towards Brian's house. So, are you and Brian supposed to be a think? I don't know what he on. He be playing games. Sometimes he be all in my face, but other times he leave me on red. You know I'm be trying to chase nobody. So I guess you and Trey done. Why you even bring him up? I told you I was not going. He got Kiara pregnant so they could be a little family. That's what they dumbasses get. I might be a lot of things, but I'm not about to be no teen mama. I'm at least finishing high school first. Shit, you better. I know one thing though. Brian better not be acting funny tonight or we gonna have a problem. Unique hoped that there would not be a problem. She was not in the mood for any foolishness. They pulled up to Brian's apartment building, parked in the lot, and got out. Imani had been texting him to let him know they were there, and he buzzed them up. As soon as they got up to the apartment, Unique felt a bit of relief. There were not that many people there. She saw immediately that Tremaine was, though. She tried to remain cool and not go straight up to him. Imani came in and went straight to Brian, who was standing in the kitchen with Tremaine. What's up, baby? Baby? Don't play with me. Now that you're here, things can really get started. We've got to go on the roof. That sound cool. I'm with it. Can I get a drink first? I got you. What's up, Unique? Hey, Brian. Hey, Nick. You don't see me right here? Hey, Trey. I was hoping you was going to come. When I asked you earlier, you didn't seem into it. Money wasn't about to let me not come. Well, I'm glad she didn't. Unique tried to ignore the butterflies in her belly and hide her blush. Brian brought them drinks, then announced that everybody was heading up to the roof. They all left out of his apartment and went straight to the rooftop. They brought a speaker and set it up. As soon as the music started going, everybody started to dance. That was everybody except Unique and Tremaine. You not gonna dance? Are you gonna dance? I will with you. I think I'm good. Why you always like that? (laughs) Like what? Like you too cool to do shit. That is not why. Or oh, what, you shy some? I don't know, maybe a little. Don't be shy. It's not even that many people in here. Come on, let's dance. 
Tremaine took Unique by the hand and started dancing with her. Unique hesitated at first, but she couldn't resist. As they started to dance, she looked around and saw that Brian and Imani were all over each other. Imani was twerking her ass on him, and they looked like they were attached at the middle. Unique rolled her eyes and refocused her attention on Tremaine. They danced for a few songs before stopping to get drinks and talk. So what's your plans after graduation? I'm still narrowing down my options. I'm thinking about going to U of I, but Clark Atlanta seems good, too. I have a couple of more schools I'm thinking about, though. Maybe FAMU or Howard. Hey, that's what's up. What you trying to go to school for? I don't even know why you asking like you care. Didn't I ask? Okay. Well, I want to study archaeology and cultural studies. Damn, you don't play no games. That's cool as hell. So you want to go on digs and discover ancient bones and treasures, huh? I like to go on some digs, but really I just want to track people through human history. Look at cultures and trace them back to their origins. See how people moved over the earth, particularly black and indigenous people. I'm also thinking about studying history in general and maybe studying to become a curator of a museum when I get older. Yo, you really got it figured out. That's cool, though. I could totally see you doing that type of stuff. You always been smart. (laughs) Thank you. What about you? What do you want to do? Oh, you know me. I play football, basketball, and run track. So I'm trying to get a scholarship for one of those. As far as my major, most people go for business or something like that. But I think I want to study something like medicine and communications. Really? I never heard of that combination before. Yep. I really want to know what's going on with my body. Plus, if I get into professional sports, I'm going to retire early so I can start my own sports agency and make sure athletes have it all together, like they physical... They financial and setting themselves up for the future after sports. Or in most cases, a career-ending injury. I might go into broadcasting, though. And then again, I might want to be a coach down the line. So I'm just hitting all my bases. Damn, do y'all shit then. I don't even know I'm surprised. You always did good in school. <laughs> I have a choice at all. My mama don't play that. Man, don't either. Unique is truly enjoying connecting with Tremaine. She feels like she was right about him. She realizes that it's getting late and the few others are starting to leave for another party. Things whittle down to only Brian, Imani, Unique, and Tremaine. Just as she starts to feel they are really getting somewhere, she hears some commotion behind her. She turns to see a girl named Alexa has shown up and it's all in Imani's face. Alexa's best friend, Kiana, is standing right behind her. Brian is struggling to keep them apart. Unique and Tremaine go over to get in between it. Hey, stop tripping, Lex. What the hell are you doing? You thought you was going to be at this party and be all up on them chicks without me knowing? This girl gone to her. I ain't got to explain shit to you. We ain't together no more. <laughs> you got the audacity to be up on all these bitches, please. Bitch, you know I get active. Don't play with me, ho. Or what? Imani and Alexa start pushing each other back and forth. Brian tries to pull Alexa, but she snatches away. Unique walks up beside Imani to try to talk her down with Tremaine right on her heels. And what you gonna do? Me and Kiana, we'll air your ass out, bitch. Brian grabs a hold of Alexa, and she starts to hit him. He pushes her back, but she starts right back at him with Kiana by his side. Meanwhile, Unique and Tremaine are holding Imani back. Suddenly, there is a scream. 
and they all stop short to turn and see what's going on. They see Brian and Kiana looking over the edge of the roof. There is no Alexa in sight. Kiana starts to scream and lean over the edge as if reaching for her friend. Suddenly, Brian reaches and pushes her in the back. She disappears over the edge after Alexa. Damn, bro. What you just do? I had to. She was making too much noise. Shit. She would have got us caught. What the fuck you mean, us? That's right. We all in this together. We all up here. But we didn't push nobody. It don't matter. Ain't nobody gonna believe that. You was the one fighting with her. Now come on. You gotta go down there. They fell down the back alley. Ain't nobody see. We gotta go get them. Imani, Unique, and Tremaine look at each other, speechless and unable to move. Brian looks around at them. Come on, man. Damn. We don't got time for this. Let's go. He pushes them all four towards the door to the roof. They stumble down the stairs and go out the back door. As soon as Imani sees the scene, she lets out a scream. <coughs> Brian hurriedly covers her mouth. Unique turns away, unable to look. Tremaine, he looks horrified and disgusted, but cannot turn his eyes away from the scene. Alexa and Kiana had not fallen far from one another. They have fallen down eight floors, and they looked completely broken. Bones jutted out in different directions, and it looked like they were cartoons that would be squished flat. Alexa's eyes were open, and they were fixed in a horrific expression. By some miracle, though, Kiana had not died on impact. She was moaning and trying to move herself, moaning more loudly through rattled breath at each effort. When Brian's ass saw this, he immediately crouched down to put his hand over her nose and mouth, suffocating her. Imani and Unique, they just stepped back. Tremaine looked at his friend in a sickened awe. Once Kiana, too, was dead, Brian got to his feet and looked around them. All right, come on. We got to move these bodies before somebody come back here. But but why? Why not just call the police and say they fell? Maybe pour some liquor down their throats and call it a drunken fall. No, we can't take no chances. I ain't going down for this shit. We just got to get rid of the bodies and act like none of this shit happened. Bro, you tweaking. I don't want no parts of this shit. It's too late. You already in it. We in this shit together. Anybody came through that knows that we were all here together. Now, quit all this hesitating and let's go. Brian began to pick up the crumbled body of Kiana. He looked over at Tremaine. Tremaine looked slightly queasy, but he moved to pick up Alexa. When he did, he could hear some of her bones cracking and immediately looked as if he was going to throw up. Brian kept moving. Let's go. We don't got time for this. Brian and Tremaine walked around to the other side of the building. Unique and Imani walked behind them silently. Brian walked to his car and moved Kiana's body to the back seat. He then popped the trunk, got her out of the car, and placed her body inside the trunk. He moved aside so that Tremaine could do the same. He then closed the trunk and went to climb into the driver's side of the car. Hey, Trey, you follow behind me in your car. I'm dumping this whole thing once we done. I was getting a new one anyway. Tremaine, Unique, and Imani walked to Tremaine's car like zombies. Come on! I said get in the fucking car! I don't want to do this shit. Where are we even going? I don't know, but let's hurry up and get this shit over with. <sighs> we on a dead end street. I don't even know where we going. Bitch, I bet you ain't know your nigga was a killer, did you? This is not the time for that. Hey, look, this my bro. We'd have been a lot of places, 
But this one right here ain't looking too familiar. It looked familiar to his ass. He stopped the car. Look, he dragging Alexa ass out that bitch. Is that even Alexa? It could be Kiana. I don't know. I'm staying right here. Mm-mm, I ain't getting out this motherfucking car. He been here before. I ain't never seen this motherfucking place. I gotta... This shit heavy, man. Come on, man. At least somebody help me with this shit. They get some plastic and a couple of tools. Do you see that? You Look. see that shit he pulling out back there? Y'all see that big-ass saw he got? What he finna do? Look at all the dried blood on that plastic, bro. This shit is mad weird, bro. Oh, look how you cut that shit up. I think he wants you to get out with him. What? <laughs> Bitch, get the fuck away from me. I'm sorry. Now you know once everybody get the... <laughs> Ew! Y'all need to calm down. Like, for real. How the fuck do you calm down when you watch somebody cut up two fucking bodies in front of you like it's lunch? I don't know, but y'all about to throw up on my fucking Jordan. I ain't never seen no shit like this. I'm sorry. We'll bag some new ones after. Fuck them shoes. Once Brian has chopped up both of the bodies, he places the pieces in plastic bags and loads them back into his car. He makes Jermaine ride in the car with him while Unique drives behind them. They are all too afraid after what they have just seen to disobey Brian's commands. He drives around putting the pieces in different places. Once they have all been discarded, Brian finds an abandoned area and sets his car on fire. He then climbs in the car with the rest of them and they drive back to Brian's building. Brian climbs out of the car and stands with the door open. Don't say shit to nobody. None of this ever happened. You hear me? None of it. He goes back into his building. Unique and Imani get out of Tremaine's car without a word. They get into Unique's car and she drives Imani home. They don't say anything on the ride. And when they get to the house, Imani climbs out without a word. Unique drives home. She's so numb that she doesn't even react. When she gets home and her mother yells at her for being so late, she just stares at her before going to her room and crying. Following that night, Brian, Tremaine, Unique, and Imani don't speak anymore. But then the rumors start. Hey, G. Y'all heard what the hell they said happened to Alexa and them? Talking about some ran off with some old man. Now we know they ain't shit like that. Nah, y'all know Brian disrespectful ass start that shit. I don't even know he flodging around this bitch. She needs to just be quiet before he get caught. Right, shut his ass up before they start looking for ass. Shit, not looking for me. I wasn't there. No bullshit. I just walked past the main office. Twelve in that hole looking for us. We got to be cool right quick to this situation over with. No, the principal called my ass down there earlier, but I act like I ain't hit his ass. Shit, I might as well start looking for homeschool options now. Brian texts the other three to warn them to keep their mouths shut, as if they haven't done that already. Tremaine is brought in for questioning. He says very little. Unique and Imani are pretty quiet as well. They admit seeing the girls, but say they don't know where they are which is technically the truth. Brian, however, his ass has a lot to say. Oh, yeah. Officers. Alexa and Kiana came to my party. I ain't even invite them. They just showed up. See, Alexa and I, we was together, but we broke up. So when she saw me at that place with the other girl, she got mad as hell, tried to confront me. Oh, I ended up throwing both of their ass out. Then she sent me a text talking about some, I'm immature. She found herself a real man. She probably just off being a thought. The police, of course... 
they don't buy this shit and immediately start to look further into it. The four of them decide that they need to meet up. They wait until after dark and go into the park. They meet up at the playground. What the fuck, bro? You tell us be quiet and then you out here talking to motherfucking twins? Relax. I played it smart. If I'd have been quiet, it'd have been more suspicious, nigga. You really told them you had a fight with Alexa before she disappeared? I showed them my phone with the text after that. What text? I texted myself from her phone. You know they can trace where phones are when they're active, right, stupid? Have you never seen the show Fatal Attraction on TV One? They get people like that all the time. Man, whatever. Nobody, no case. How you think I knew about the warehouse? I know plenty of people who done made people disappear, just like I did, and they still walking around here. The only way we getting caught is if y'all say something. Nigga, you stay talking about we. We didn't do shit. You did that shit. We were all in this. We all took part in this. Nigga, we didn't take part in shit willingly. This ain't high school musical. You did this shit on your own. You can't prove that. You can't prove shit. I could pin this whole thing on all three of y'all. And none of y'all could prove that I had shit to do with it. Man, you ain't got no more proof than we do. But I'm talking. Y'all not. Look. I'm tired of playing games with y'all. Brian reaches into his waistband and takes out a gun. All y'all pussy. Y'all always whining and throwing up like some hoes. I'm the one who take care of the shit. Now just shut y'all mouths. Ain't gonna be no problems. Y'all better agree right now I'm finna smoke all y'all ass. Brian takes and points the gun at each of them. As the barrel points at each one of the others, they nod. Satisfied, Brian walks away out of the park. We gotta do something about his ass. Bitch, what the hell we gonna do? I don't know. Tell 12 shit. Bitch, I'm not finna snitch. Are you dead ass? Do you want to go to jail? Yes or no? Hell no. Right. Look, if we tell, we fucked up. Even if the cops believe the story, we accessories after the fact. We gonna be fucked up anyway. The only one with any proof against them is him. What about his car? He set that bitch on fire. Exactly. It just so happens that the last night anybody sees Alexa and Kiana is also the last night anybody sees him in his car. He was out with that new car literally the next day. That's just circumstantial. We ain't got shit for real. He did not plan that shit out. There has to be some. I can't live like this. Look, school almost over. Let's get to graduation and we can leave and not worry about this shit never again. Shit like this fuck with your mental. Brian is so stupid, he think he's so damn smart, he gonna lead the police right to his ass. If we don't do something, it's all over. I got a couple cousins I can call. You gonna kill his ass? It's our way out of this shit. Then he can't hurt us. But then we'll be murderers for real. I don't give a- Unique is right. I think the best thing for us to do is nothing. We really didn't do anything, so let's just stick with that. The three agree and leave the park. The next day, things start to happen fast. The burnt-up remains of Brian's car are found. When Alexa's people find out, two of her brothers and a couple of their cousins confront Brian. Backed into a corner, Brian flips out, pulls out his gun, and starts shooting. He kills one of the cousins. When he is hauled in by the police, they charge him with the murder. Then, some body parts of both Alexa and Kiana are found. Although there are no fingerprints anywhere on the bags, they find fibers and hairs. Both belong to Brian and the clothes he was wearing. Once he is faced with the evidence, he tries to say that Tremaine, Unique, and Imani helped him. Ha ha, unfortunately, 
It's his word against theirs, and he is in no position to be believed. So he goes on trial for the three murders by himself. Tremaine, Unique, and Imani make it to graduation. Unique gets into Howard and decides to go. Tremaine gets a scholarship to Central State. Imani moves to Atlanta with a cousin and starts working on music and being an actress. They never speak to each other again. Still, they can never forget what happened that night. But they all receive a mysterious text that says, We know what y'all did. Hey everybody, I'm Miss J, also known as Joy, and this is After the Text, where we have a little fun breaking down this latest episode. I'm in the studio with these wonderful young people, and to my left, Miss Kennedy voiced who? Imani. And then we have Caitlin. And who did you voice, Caitlin? <laughs> I voiced Unique. And then Hugo. You know me, I'm Tremaine. Oh, God. And then the one and only New Era. <laughs> Crazy ass brain. <laughs> so, I think what was interesting about this story is how easily you can be innocently at the wrong place at the wrong time. So, what do you think about this story? Have you ever been in real life at the right place but the wrong time? Or wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, when I was kicking it with the shenanigans, you know, sometimes you would be outside and we'd be all having a good time and then it'd just go automatically go wrong. Down. You feel me? And you just be stuck sitting there like, damn. I should have stayed my ass yeah. at home. So y'all have been in situations where something has popped off and you were shot? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shot. But I feel like in all of them situations, it was just the people I surrounded myself with, like, I kind of did it to myself. I shouldn't have been out there with them. I mean, like, but you can be doing innocent shit and some shit can go wrong. Mm-hmm. You ever had that feeling? That, that, like, right before you do some shit, the feeling come like, man, I ain't supposed to be doing this shit. <laughs> yeah. But you do that shit anyway. Well, it's I mean, usually, we from the go. You know how to get out that gym. You know what I'm saying? That's usually how it go down. <laughs> Miss Joy, no, I called you like three months ago. <laughs> <laughs> don't go yeah, I so know. I was like, oh, baby, really? Yeah, man. What do you all think? Brian's background was because to be able to do the shit that he did it was so naturally you mm-hmm. are all friends but he was holding a secret so what do you think he's done in the past he huh? probably got a big brother who his, yeah his family did chop life mm-hmm. and he like, probably seen some shit and he probably got dragged into some shit he didn't want to do mm-hmm. and so he like this shit just gotta get done this remind me of the mm-hmm. opening scene from American Gangster <laughs> well uh they burn the old dude it's just a bunch of them. They got him tied to the chair, then they burn, make his homies watch. It's crazy. Right. But I think there was a scene like that in Power. Remember when Ooh, Tommy yeah. did somebody put per, put somebody burn him alive? I mean, he was cutting people up. Yeah. I mean, he did that before. We know he did yeah. that. We like, well, he took Tommy it to did a lot. But it's like it was too organized. Mm-hmm. My favorite character. He cries. So let's say hypothetically, this is the last question, and we can leave. If you were in this situation, what do you think you would do in real life? I mean, I wouldn't let myself fall victim to the situation. Like, if I was in a separate car, I would have pulled off. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not following Brian. I'm going to drive my ass right to 12 and trick on his ass because I love life. Real life shit, though. 
real life shit though. Mm-hmm. I'm all for my bros, so I probably would have been Trey for no, real and driving with my bro because it's like, would've? yeah, bro, because I ain't gonna leave my bro in the drought. You already cute they ass in front of me anyway. I'm already an <laughs> yeah. accessory. Yeah, most likely he's still gonna go to jail. I'm like, right, most, like everybody probably gonna go to jail. Damn near, because you're nah. not pulling off and you went to. But do they didn't. You pushed them. Okay, yeah. but, but check this out. Right, but this was before. Anybody was chopped up, anything. You see what I'm saying? And then in like, reality, I don't think nobody gonna be trying to figure out who really did it. Yeah. It's the black, two black girls and two black males, and y'all was there, so y'all all like going to jail. Happened, For real. All right, I ain't gonna have no choice but to ride with them. He didn't. Yeah. Nia, once she got pushed off the building, all of us went downstairs and further witnessed him kill the girl. Like, yeah, like I was there. <laughs> right. Like, I was there. So, <laughs> I got bro, you. we gotta take this to the grave. You we put one in them, I put the other one in them. I mean, I would have told somebody, like, had my character went home and she saw her mom and stuff, I probably would have said, no. but that's shocked, though. I would have told yeah. my OG shit because I don't even tell <laughs> Well, her. I would have called Miss J. I was oh. like, Miss J, I don't know what to do. <laughs> we call you. No, if Everything you call Miss J, she's all the news. I would say, don't you tell me anything that I have to lie about. So don't tell me anything. <laughs> One, two, three, four, filth. That's all you need in the day. Who do you think sent the text? Because someone saw something. Her so cousins who, and stuff. Uh, I thought you said Brian sent the text. No, Brian sent no, mysterious text. Up. It's a mysterious oh, text. Because they're off living their Wait. lives. You're in jail. Yeah, Brian sent the text. Well, maybe Brian got enough cell phones. Maybe. Maybe one of the cousins. There we go. Look, maybe Brian had another little girlfriend who was just. She she went in between all that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he got somebody on the outside that sold him down and he told her the story. Yeah, that's true. Or maybe it's one of the cousins that had pulled up on Brian mm-hmm. and he shot one of them, but the other ones, maybe it's one of them. Bye, 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 bye. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to The Heart of the Fall. It'll be coming out very soon. And probably after August, we'll be able to present to you guys a series weekly on Tales of the Tech. So listen to us on all platforms. We're on what? Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. What else? YouTube. What else? (laughs) So we're a little bit of everywhere. everywhere. So thanks again, guys. Say bye, everybody. See See you guys later. This was Tales of the Tech. (laughs) 